welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. How was 2018 for you? Hi there, this is Brian Collins and welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast. I'm recording this short episode at the start of January. And January is actually one of my favorite times of the year. It's a time for renewal and for reflecting on what worked and didn't work during the previous year. As part of that process, every year I like to write up an annual review and I'll share the link to that review in the show notes. I like to consider what worked and didn't work during the previous year, as well as what I'm going to focus on for 2019. So hopefully you can use some of the lessons that I learned last year to build authority as a writer and to earn more money from your craft. So first up, what did I publish during 2018? Well, I actually spent the first part of 2018 republishing some of my books in different formats. Inspired by a video from Joanna Penn, I republished some of my print books in different sizes. And this enabled me to offer the same book in different formats for readers at different price points. In other words, I didn't have to worry too much about testing the price points because I could price smaller versions of the print books cheaper and larger versions at a higher price. I also compiled several books that I wrote during 2015, 16 and 17 into a compilation of writing books called Become a Writer Today. And I released that in April of last year. And I also published that as a print book. The other thing that I published last year was a large print version of The Power of Creativity. And I'm actually in the final stages of publishing a large print version of my compilation of writing books too. If you've written a book, I'd recommend publishing your book in large print. It doesn't take that much to do and you won't really have to write anything new, but you can also increase the revenue you generate from book sales because large print books typically retail at a higher price point. During 2018, I also started a column on Forbes. So every Tuesday and Thursday, I publish an article about productivity or leadership or innovation on Forbes. And these articles are based on interviews with experts or authors in those areas and also about insights I've garnered from other books and research and so on. Now, I didn't start that column until May, but I started writing the articles for the column back in February because I like to have a backlog of articles or writings that I can draw from in advance. And my intention is to turn these articles, or at least the ones that resonated most with readers, into a book about focus for entrepreneurs and for executives that I'm going to publish during the first part of 2019. And I've actually nearly finished the manuscript for that book. The other thing that I like to do with these Forbes articles is to republish them elsewhere. So typically after seven days or longer, I'll take the article and perhaps change the headline or rewrite the introduction and publish it on a platform like Medium. And if you're not on Medium yet and you're a nonfiction writer, I highly recommend you start writing there because it's a great way of testing you know, your writings and your headlines and the topics that you want to write about in front of a pre-built audience. During the second part of 2018, I worked with a professional narrator to create an audiobook of The Power of Creativity. That's a book I wrote during 2017. Now, previously, I've narrated my own audiobooks, but I've found the process quite time-consuming. It took me approximately a month to six weeks to narrate a book that I wrote last year. I didn't have as much free time this year as my wife had a baby and we also moved house. So 
I used ACX to find a professional narrator who narrated the book for me. His name is Ben Cordry, and I was more than happy with the results. And he was based in the UK. And the way the process worked is Ben would send me samples of the chapters and give me status updates via the ACX platform. And then I was able to listen to everything, give him some feedback about some things that I you know, wanted to change and so on. It took Ben about four to six weeks to narrate the book. And once he sent me over all the final files, I listened back to everything before clicking approve. And then ACX published it on Audible. Although it's more expensive to work with a professional narrator, I was more than happy with the way Ben interpreted my manuscript. And I definitely consider using ACX to find professional narrators again. Finally, after much procrastinating, I launched a podcast, the podcast that you're listening to right now, last year. I actually launched the podcast using a service called Anchor.fm. This is a free service for aspiring podcasters, and you don't need any budget to use Anchor.fm. You can even use your phone if you can't afford fancy podcasting equipment. That said, I do have a headset and so on that I use. There's relatively little technical headaches to using Anchor.fm, and they'll distribute your podcast episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and so on. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, I'd recommend checking Anchor.fm out. Now, typically I record short episodes like this one where I share a practical nonfiction writing tip or I reflect on something that worked or didn't work for me. The other thing that I've started to do is interview authors of nonfiction books that I like or that resonated with me. Then I'll turn extracts from these interviews into articles that I write for Forbes. And I'll also turn the interviews into podcast episodes that I'll later publish. My intention is to focus more on the podcast during 2019, but so far it's proved a great way of connecting with other writers that I admire and also as a means of experimenting with different formats. And if you're a writer or a nonfiction writer, audio is really a format that you should investigate, whether that's podcasting or creating an audio book and so on. So what worked during 2018? Well, in previous years, I was disappointed by the revenue I generated from book sales. So after republishing my books in different formats and in large print, I doubled down on Amazon ads. And I was pleasantly surprised to find that the platform has become more powerful and easier to use. And if you're an author with a book, I'd highly recommend that you take the time to learn how to use Amazon ads. It's a great way of getting your books in front of would-be readers. Because when you think about it, the people who are on Amazon are already in a buying frame of mind and perhaps they're looking for a book. So when your book appears as an ad, they're more likely to buy it than perhaps somebody who uses Facebook ads, which I'll talk about in a moment. I've also found that Amazon ads are cheaper and easier to analyze than Facebook ads. So Amazon ads is something that I'm going to continue investing in and doubling down in this year. In 2018, Amazon also announced the closure of CreateSpace and they improved their print book publishing tools. If you've written a book, I'd recommend that you use Amazon to create print copies of your book, particularly if you've written nonfiction, because I was surprised to see that sales of my print books rapidly increased last year compared to sales of Kindle books. And again, I didn't have to write anything new to publish those print books. I just had to work with a book cover designer to create the relevant cover. And I used a tool like Vellum to compile the print versions of my Kindle books. The only exception, of course, was the large print books because I had to hire a designer to create those because Vellum doesn't support large print just quite yet. I'm still using many of the same writing apps that I've talked or written about before. I write short form articles for Forbes and for Become a Writer Today in IA Writer. 
and I write long-form articles and book chapters in Scrivener. I typically check my articles for mistakes using Grammarly, although I do work with a editor these days. And I also manage my writing process and collaborate with editors and so on using Trello. My blog is still hosted on WordPress. And these days I use Thrive Leads to grow my email list to approximately 10,000 subscribers. So what didn't work during 2018? Well, in previous annual reviews, I've talked about how I was using Facebook ads to grow my email list and to sell books, courses and affiliate products. And I had modest amount of success using Facebook ads, but I found that my costs for Facebook ads were increasing and I was spending more and more time A-B testing headlines and imagery and analyzing what worked and didn't work and trying to track what people did after they clicked on my ads. And to be honest, this took away a significant amount of time from my writing. So I just wasn't able to effectively split my time and attention between Facebook ads and Amazon ads and writing and podcasting and so on. So during the second part of the year, I made the decision to turn off Facebook ads for the medium term, at least until I've written and published the manuscript of my next book. And to be clear, I'm still using ads to grow my business, but those ads are Amazon ads and I use them to sell books and books alone. The other thing that didn't work during 2018 was I stopped tracking my daily word count. I've found over the years that this type of self-quantification is useful when you're writing a first draft. In other words, when you say to yourself, I need to write 1000 words today and tomorrow and the next day, and you want to get that first draft out of your head and onto the blank page as quick as possible. But it just doesn't make sense to track your daily word count when you're self-editing because your word count isn't really going to increase. You're just, you know, refining your ideas or improving the sentence flow and structure and so on. However, when I stopped tracking my daily word count, I didn't really replace it with any other form of self-quantification. And although I know I published two articles a week on Forbes and I published relatively consistently on Become a Writer Today, it was difficult for me to gauge how much I was publishing and writing each week. So this year, I'm going to double down on self-quantification so I can be honest with myself and hold myself to account about my writing. Because I do think that I should have published a book or a new book last year. The other challenge I faced last year was with one of my courses. So I currently offer two courses. My first course will teach you how to write a nonfiction book and that has sold over the years. However, I also have a membership club called the Savvy Nonfiction Writers Club. And although many people joined that club last year, I received feedback from some people that the content was quite general in that I covered everything from how to set up Amazon ads to how to grow a platform on Medium and so on. So my intention is to review the positioning of that club this year and perhaps offer a series of more focused mini courses instead. But that's something I'll probably talk about or write about more later on this year. So what else am I going to do during 2019? Well, rather than thinking of goals for the entire year, I like to consider what I'm going to do or focus on for the first 90 days. And my primary area of focus for the first 90 days is finishing the manuscript of my next book, which is actually about focus and is based on some of the articles that I wrote for Forbes and some of those people that I interviewed. And my intention is to publish this book as a print, Kindle and audiobook. I'll probably narrate that book myself as well. My other plan for 2019 is to continue publishing podcast episodes and an article on Become a Writer Today fortnightly. Those articles will either be by myself or a guest writer. And that way I can continue to share practical writing advice once a week over email and so on. 
And I'll also continue to write for Forbes because it's proven a great way of testing ideas and writing for a new and different audience. My other plan for this year is to double down on outsourcing. So currently I work with a number of different people who help me edit this podcast, articles that I write, book chapters, and so on. And I also work with a designer who helps create professional looking images for my site. Although I could do some, but not all of these things myself, it's not a good use of time and it takes away from how long I can spend at my desk writing and so on. So I'm going to explore different ways that I can outsource more parts of my business during 2019. And if you're interested in learning more about outsourcing, I'd recommend you check out the book Clockwork. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. That said, outsourcing has helped me become way more productive than any tool I can recommend to you. At the very least, you should consider finding somebody who can check your writings for typos and so on. And if you're a blogger, perhaps you could find somebody who can help you with design once you have a small bit of money coming in each month. Finally, during 2018, I read or listened to approximately 60 books and audiobooks. Five of the best include When by Daniel Pink, and I'll have a podcast interview with Daniel coming up soon. Atomic Habits by James Clear, and I recently interviewed James, and you can listen to that podcast episode. I also enjoyed the book Clockwork Design Your Business to Run Itself by Mike Michalowicz. And this is a great book if you want to learn more about outsourcing. And in terms of fiction, I particularly enjoyed the 1960s book Stoner by John Williams. The final book that I got a lot from during 2018 was The Million Dollar One Person Business by Elaine Polfelt. And I actually interviewed Elaine for this podcast. But basically, her book provides a great model for creating a seven-figure one-person business through things like outsourcing, technology, and so on. And it's something that you can apply to your creative business as a writer. So if you're considering an annual review, questions you may want to ask yourself include what worked, what didn't work, what can I learn from, and what am I going to focus on during 2019? So with that, Happy New Year, and here's to a great 2019. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please leave a rating on the iTunes store. And if you want to accomplish more with your writing, please visit becomearitertoday.com forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.